Hey everybody, what's up? I know it's been a long time since I did last an episode, probably a couple of weeks ago. Uh, busy times, a lot going on. So I hope you all been doing well. Obviously, so much is going on in the world of sports right now, including obviously the World Cup and you know people will come obviously uh, you know get everyone's attention somewhere somewhere or another. So. That's been probably fun to watch for obviously all the top soccer fans and many millions of fans out there who love soccer and follow it as closely as they do. Um, definitely a good time for that. Obviously, NFL football heating up. We are getting into the later portion of the season. Yeah, almost about five games left or six games left to go, roughly. You know, so it's about to get really interesting and in both conferences. In terms of some division races as well, a lot has a lot has changed since I last spoke. <laughs> Obviously, we had quite a bit of change in terms of teams, you know, making changes, injuries kind of piling up. Obviously, quarterbacks dealing with a little bit of adversity here and there uh, in terms of you know social media and their play. Um, you know, Zach Wilson, someone who I was high on. Um, you know, he definitely hasn't had a whole lot of good things since, uh, you know, last few weeks. And as a result, obviously, Mike White is quarterback there now, at least for, you know, the foreseeable future. So, uh, but then again, the positive thing is that both New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, are both in playoff contention, have a chance, maybe, to do something great. If it goes all the way, you know, if it goes way well, maybe both teams have a chance to make the postseason. Obviously, it comes down to these games coming up, um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to watch which team really can kind of put together that stretch of stay in the mix to the very end. That's what I'm kind of keeping an eye on. But it is good to see New York sports do well. You know, obviously, all the baseball teams have good seasons, and Giants and Jets are both trying to have a similar type of seasons. Although the Giants. Are a little bit of funk, obviously, a two-game losing streak. Um, and so now this, this is a big week, obviously, for the Giants because they're playing the Commanders. And the Washington Commanders are a team that I had pretty much ruled out probably into the week five, six, seven mark of the season. And they put together a run all of a sudden. Now there's a game coming up on Sunday at MetLife with the Giants hosting the Commanders. It's a huge game for playoff implications because look at the Eagles, look at the Cowboys. Both teams seem like locks to make it to the postseason. You know, uh, the Giants obviously uh, have lost this, you know the season series to the Dallas Cowboys, so they may not be able be able to make up a ground in the NFC East. But having said that, they are still right there above Seattle. Um, I think in the in the wild card standing. So there's that. But then here's Washington now coming in playing. Hot football behind a uh, great quarterback play in terms of Taylor, I guess, Heineke doing his thing and his offense is putting together points. They're putting together wins. It hasn't been, you know, it's been impressive at times. Obviously, the competition doesn't matter. So, but look at this game for both teams. I think the really important thing with the Giants is that they got to get back on the right track as an offense, as a unit. Got to be able to finish 
and execute as an offense. That's really what's holding this team back. And the defense obviously had their fair share of uh, mistakes, no doubt, the last few weeks. Um, but altogether, Giants need a big game from, from Saquon Barkley. They need a big game from Daniel Jones. Um, that's what's going to take for them to beat Washington. And believe I'm saying yes, Washington. But if they want to be able to win and have a chance at the playoffs, it starts with Daniel Jones playing much better. But she has shown signs of progress this year, but it's got to go up to another level, especially at this time of the year where your quarterback play kind of gets you past anything. This is a time for Daniel Jones to really step it up and show that he can be an answer at quarterback for the Giants. Otherwise, they may have a chance to get quarterback in the offseason and bring in more, bring in more competition. Also, let's not forget that his fifth-year option obviously wasn't picked up. So this might be his last radio, you know, road as a giant. Um, and he's got to start playing like it. Uh, Dable obviously has done some good things. Uh, definitely in the, in the competition of coach of the year. Uh, but it's still a lot of work to be done, especially after the last few losses. So that's that. But, yeah, week 13 did kick off with the game yesterday with the Bills and Patriots. I wish the Bills, uh, after a little of a slow start, picked it up and won 24-10 over the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, you know, Patriots obviously had come in, obviously, in the Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving Day. Both teams obviously play on Thanksgiving Day. Bills winning a close one Detroit. Um, and the Vikings beating the Patriots by a touchdown. So both teams came in. Uh, Patriots got off to a good start, you know, got a touchdown early in the game, but after that was all Bills. You know, they ran the football extremely well. Josh Allen obviously did his thing, made plays, um, you know, found Stefan Diggs on a couple of occasions, and the Bills just really controlled the pace, controlled the style, and Patriots just really just could not do a good job of separating enough as an offense as their wide receivers. And I don't know, to me, look at the Patriots and you know, you just kind of wonder where are the tight ends? You know, where are the tight ends in this offense? Because they don't seem to be working or having enough enough touches or catches thrown their way. That's been an intriguing part of this Patriots offense. They run the football well. We know that. The Patriots run the football extremely well. They're one of the best teams in the NFL this season in terms of running the football with Stevenson and Harris. But but just you can run the football and do play action. You've got to have wide receivers that can beat, you know, man-to-man coverage, one-on-one coverage. And they've had some of those things happen this year, but it hasn't happened consistently. And Mac Jones obviously has shown some good signs. He's also had his struggles, as you expect he would have. Um, but look at this Patriots offense. I mean, they're just not getting a whole lot done. Um, and I don't know if it's from a play call. Definitely from a play calling standpoint of view, uh, they have struggled. I mean, obviously, you know, Patricia calling plays um, or Joe Judge, whoever's calling plays, the play calling hasn't been that great for the Patriots. If you look at it, yes, they've been able to win games. They've been able to have those moments of spurts where they look great as an offense. Um, but in this game, they just didn't have, didn't have enough of it. And the clear thing was that obviously Josh Allen played better than Mac Jones did. Simple as that. If you want to sum up this game, uh, 
the Bills were on the field a lot more and really took it to the Patriots defense. Um, and the Patriots had no answer for it. A couple of penalty calls, a couple of obviously it was a missed kick by Nick Folk, I think. So, I mean, the Bills just really, after getting off to a slow start, just kind of found their way and eventually took over this game and they just never got back into it as much as they hoped to because they had no answer. You know, the Bills were a little bit short, you know, on their defense, a couple of players, obviously Von Miller, they still did enough to win that game. So the Bills remain at the top of the AFC East. Obviously, there are some bigger games on the horizon this week in week 13 of the NFL 2022-23 season. Uh, look at some of the matchups that are coming up. Um... I'm just going to start with some of the matchups that really obviously these teams aren't probably going to be in the mix anyways. They could be, but they're probably not, most likely. Uh, let's just go to Denver and Baltimore. Now, Baltimore, yes. Baltimore is in a, definitely going to be a team that you expect to make the postseason that's obviously competing with the Cincinnati Bengals with the AFC North Division. Um, you expect Baltimore to be in the mix um, they came off a pretty surprising loss last week to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ravens had a t- have had a, a fair share of losses this season where they've led, they've led, and they've let this little deal slip away. Um, this is the perfect get-right game uh, for for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. It's a Denver team that uh, definitely has not met expectations this year. Russell Wilson has struggled. This team has struggled. Uh, to get anything going, to put together a winning streak. Uh, you've seen just signs of same struggles in the red zone. Um, the offensive line has struggled. The running game hasn't been great. Obviously, with Javante Williams not being there, that's really hurt. Denver's had a lot of things go wrong for them this season. Play calling, quarterback play from Russell Wilson has been really poor. And I don't see it getting any better this week against Baltimore. I think that. The Ravens are obviously they want to they want to win that division. They want to win the AFC North and have a home playoff game, um, or at least hope to have a home playoff game. And you know it may not obviously work out that way, but look at the Baltimore Ravens. They have the defense. They have the weapons somewhat. Obviously, you still wish they had another like deep threat. And who knows? They could maybe be in the mix at some point. Uh, for Odell Beckham, you never know, but the Ravens have, uh, definitely are a lead team that I think they can get get it right together this week, and they should be able to get it right this weekend and really take it to the Broncos and get back in the winning column this week. You have the Steelers and the Falcons squaring off. Um, it's in Atlanta. Uh, the Steelers obviously are trying to Continue to see what Kenny Pickett can do in his rookie season. Uh, they've had their, you know, their fair share of struggles this season as well. Atlanta, despite their five and seven record, have a real shot of still competing with the Bucks for the NFC North, NFC South title. Believe it or not, so this is one of those games in which you really want to see Marcus Mariota, you know, have a good game. You want to see Drake London, especially, start to emerge more. In this, in this team because, you know, there is no more Calvin Ridley on this team, right? Calvin Ridley is obviously a Jacksonville Jaguar. will be next season, most likely. So, you know, and Kyle Pitts, obviously, 
he's not there either. So Atlanta's had their injuries take effect of their team as well. But you still want to see some of the younger players emerge. And they may not be able to win the NFC South, but they, they, they put together a good win, a good game against the Steelers, possibly. I think that this is their only chance to do it. The Falcons lose this game. They're not going to have a whole lot left to really do this season, to be honest, other than play the younger guys and try to get more efficient in that aspect. So I think, um, you know, the Steelers, obviously, we haven't seen them have, like, Mike Tomlin hasn't ever had a losing season, obviously, of this caliber. So it's interesting to see how the Steelers do play if they continue to see Seth and Kenny Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett and the Steelers should win this game. Um, I think they have what it takes to win in Atlanta, but it could be a high-scoring game. Uh, or let me put it a better way, it could it could potentially be a high-scoring game if the offenses kind of find their groove. But um, these both teams have a lot of question marks heading into next season in terms of personnel, defense. You know, does Atlanta believe they have their future quarterback on the roster in Desmond Riddler, who hasn't played this season? Uh, do the Steelers believe they have the answer to the quarterback? You know, do they have the answer to the quarterback? And can both defenses continue to add to what they've had this year? So that's something to watch out for for these two teams that likely will have top 10, top 15 picks in the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, Let's go to Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns. Watson will be making his return to football over a year or so, if I remember correctly. Playing the Houston Texans in Houston. It's going to be an interesting environment, a very raucous environment in Houston, no doubt. With Deshaun Watson coming back there. And the Browns surprisingly got a win last week, beating Tampa Bay in overtime. And so the Browns' chances are still slim in terms of making the postseason. They would really have to win, obviously, a majority of the games down the stretch to have a chance. They need a lot of help to get into the postseason. Uh, but more importantly, this will be something for Deshaun Watson to really kind of, you know, this is kind of him, to, you know, obviously he got the huge contract, right? He got the huge contract, the highest guaranteed contracts in NFL history. And so, yes, with four or five games left, maybe you may not see the best of Deshaun Watson, but this is still going to be important for him to come out and play well and uh, be everything that the, Tex- that the Cleveland Browns hope he will be. Whether it obviously be for like obviously for meeting this game potentially down the stretch, uh, they still want to see how they look as a unit with him as a play caller because they obviously did not think Baker Mayfield was the answer. They were right about that. Now they have Deshaun Watson turning back. He'll probably be rusty, but this is the kind of game which Cleveland could get easily because Houston themselves have quarterback problems similar to few other teams. That Houston is definitely going to be in the running most likely for a quarterback in the top five. And they're going to have a lot of options in their in their ways uh, to kind of choose from. So it's a game in which they should be able to, I mean, Brown should be able to win pretty easily. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Uh, so one of the more um, exciting matchups, I would say, coming up this weekend Um it's going to take place um, between two teams that definitely are, um, you know, the right type of, you know, the type of team that you expect to kind of run the football, play good offense, play good defense. That's Tennessee 
and Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia obviously has more weapons. Jalen Hurts has had a great season. The defense has been good for, for Philly as well. Um, look at Tennessee. They obviously built on their defense. Derrick Henry running the football. Ryan Tannehill playing good, complimentary football. Um, this is a game in which Tennessee could actually, I think, steal from Philadelphia. The Eagles have been so good on the ground this season. Um, you know, we've seen them be able to produce big plays as an offense. Uh, but Tennessee, there's something about Tennessee being able to play a type of defense, type of style that really challenges a lot of teams. So I think this is a game where the Eagles, I think, will not be able to score a whole lot. Uh, it could be, you know, a mid-20 kind of scoring game. But I think I like Tennessee to actually pull the upset this week. I think that the Titans are just going to be able to really do a good job I think, of ball control. I think they... I think this is one of those games where Derrick Henry may even have, like, you know, a monster performance and be able to kind of um, control the tempo. So I would say that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia ends up winning, but I think this is one of those games this week where I think Tennessee could steal it. And I think because I think Ryan Tannehill and this Tennessee offense, I think where they obviously run the football, be physical as a team, as a unit, it could give the Eagles potential potential problems, and it would be a good test to see how Jalen Hurts responds against, you know, going up against some of the corners and some of the covers. But it, it will be one of one of the better games I think this week, just in terms of personnel and how Tennessee really comes at Philadelphia in terms of a scheme standpoint. Uh, you have the Jets taking on the Vikings. Uh, it is a big game. Uh, for both teams just because of where they are in the standings. Now, the Vikings are pretty much a lock at this point, I think, to be the number two seed in the NFC. Uh, they've had some great performances. Uh, but then again, with the Vikings and their record, and this is something that continues to come with the Vikings, is that do you really, are they really that type of team that you think is, you know, that's, that's good enough to make, make, you know, win the Super Bowl? Now, They've had some games where they've looked really solid and really good. But they played a lot of lesser competition. Lost to the Eagles, obviously, earlier in the year. Um, the Vikings are kind of a see-and-believe kind of team. I mean, you'd think that they would be a team that you want to take for the Super Bowl, but so many question marks about can they still get it done with Kirk Cousins in prime time, right? Can they get it done when it matters the most in playoff time? because we haven't seen that yet. And so this is a game against the Jets defense that could challenge, could contain Justin Jefferson a little bit, maybe in Sauce Gardner. I'd love to see that matchup. If it happens, you have Gardner follow Justin Jefferson, you know, all game long. That would be interesting to watch that matchup because Justin Jefferson is really a special player, can do a whole lot in the passing game. Uh, you know, vertical jumping, all those abilities, route running. So it's a fascinating matchup because the Jets defense has been solid. They've been able to really hold opponents down in the end zone, contain those big plays. Um, and so it will really come down to Kirk Cousins and will he be able to still be efficient? Um, you know, will he make, make some throws that are not so good? Uh, it's all about, I think, turnover and field position in this game. 
Uh, the Jets are obviously hoping that Michael White continues to play well, gets his offense going like the big in Chicago last week. And so, I mean, this could be a, a pretty competitive game. I just don't know if I can really outright pick the Jets to win this game. I think that Minnesota's at home, and I think that, no, no, you know, despite Mike White being there and giving the Jets offense a spark, I don't really know if the Jets can keep up with the Vikings in terms of points. So this could be an upset if it remains a low-scoring game, if the Jets are able to really force Kirk Cousins into a lot of mistakes. But if they let, you know, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and other players get loose and they get behind by more than two touchdowns or so. It could be a potentially a hard one to come back from. So I'm not going to say they're going to lose, you know, uh, you know, by a big margin, but I'll be pretty surprised if the Jets win this game, um, you know, just because of the Vikings just have so many weapons and personnel and, and they're playing at home, but they've usually been very, very good this season. And so... It's a game that the Jets would love to have because they obviously have the Patriots behind them and obviously other teams to contend with. Uh, but we'll see because Robert Salah obviously has pushed the right button so far and this is one of those games in which uh, obviously Robert Rob Salah has always talked about it this season about keeping receipts. So um, I think a lot of people will pick the Vikings this week and the Jets do love the underdog role. And we'll see if they can surprise this week and they end up finding a way to win this game in Minnesota. Now, there are a few other games that are going to be fascinating to watch as well. Let's go to the Miami Dolphins, you know, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This will be a really solid test, I think, for both teams. Um, Tua's had a sensational season when he's played and been healthy. You've seen him, you know, really get chemistry with Waddle and Hale and other few players. Uh, this Miami team is hard to stop their running backs. Obviously, both offenses are very similar. Obviously, with Mike McDaniel coming from that Shanahan, you know, tree and everything like that. And, I mean... It could be a really solid game. I think that whatever Miami has been able to do this year is going to really be tested against this this Niners defense that has been able to get to the quarterback, has been really good up front. And I think if they can keep this game close, it could be a fascinating game. I mean, you obviously want to see which quarterback makes more plays, um, you know, in terms of big plays and all that. Um, you know, so it could be a fascinating game in that aspect because of how well both teams may be familiar with their schemes. Um, I think this week, although, uh, looking at it, I think the Niners are going to find a way to pull the upset. I think they just have a lot more going for them. And I think the, I think the Niners need to win more. Uh, they obviously are looking to, you know, uh, sorry, the 49ers are looking, obviously, to continue to build upon their success with, you know, Diego Samuel, George Kittle, Ayuk. Um, I think that Miami's defense is solid. They could cause some trouble, but I'd like this game to be a close one. I think that the 49ers are going to really give Tua 
a, a stiff test this time around. And I think that they'll be able to limit some of those big plays. And I think that they'll be able to find a way to win this game late in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they're well equipped to kind of counteract what Miami might do as, as a unit. And I think for that result, I think I'll take the Niners to win that game. Now, you also have uh, the rematch from the AFC Championship game from last year. Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I believe the game is into Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be a big game for both teams. Obviously, the Bengals have been looking to get it going and get back on track as an offense. After Jamar Chase's uh, uncertain, I think, for this matchup, he may be able to play, may not be able to play, but. You know, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, both quarterbacks are obviously a lead in what they do. And, you know, this comes down to, you know, which team is able to really get the last chance at it. I think both teams are going to score a lot of points. It's going to come down to, you know, can the Bengals defense have similar success that they had last year against the Chiefs? You know, can they take away the big play? Can they contain Patrick Mahomes in the pocket? Um, I think the way that Patrick Mahomes is playing this year, with this Chiefs offense is playing this year, I mean, I like the Chiefs win this game. I think they get their revenge against the Bengals. I think they find a way to out. I think Mahomes finds a way to outduel Joe Burrow. Uh, I, think, I think that Travis Kelsey is gonna really be a lot for the for the um, for the Bengals to handle. And I think that this Chiefs defense, their pass. Rush maybe be able to take take advantage of some, um, you know, some of the uh, Bengals offensive line that you know struggle to protect at times. I think they can give Joe Burrow a lot of trouble. Um, so I think you'll see a game in which both teams get off to a good start. Um, there may not be a whole lot of turnovers in the game, uh, but you know we will definitely see both teams try to run their offense, play their style, and. I think that the Chiefs will end up getting the win this time around um, at Cincinnati. So you have that matchup. You got the Chargers and the Raiders, and the Chargers are looking to kind of uh, stay the course and stay in the mix. Um, Obviously, they've had some tough losses this year. The injuries have definitely hurt them as well. Uh, but they do still have a chance uh, to be in the conversation, to be in the mix for a playoff spot. And they have to do the beginning to win against the Raiders, who obviously are in a similar boat. But I think the Raiders, their season is kind of already kind of sailed a little bit, in my opinion. So this is a big game for the Chargers. They cannot afford to lose this one if they want to make any run at it uh, in the AFC playoffs. So you have that matchup that'll be taking place. Um, probably a few others that I'm not exactly thinking at the moment, but you know you do have the Lions and Jaguars, which both offenses are showing some really good signs. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked really solid last week. Jerry Goff has come on and done some good things. I mean, it could be a high-scoring game. Um, but I think I like the Lions to win this game. I think that Dan Campbell gets a win this time around this week. Kind of turns it around a little bit uh, for for his team there. 
Um, what else do we have taking place? You have the Seattle Seahawks looking to get back on track, facing the Rams. Um, look at the Rams. They've had a, a really bad season. Injuries with uh, not enough good production at times from the defense, from the offense. Cooper Cup obviously not being there hurts. Uh, this is one looking that Seattle definitely needs to get if they want to kind of stay with the 49ers, get the people that division. I don't know if that's going to happen, although I think the Rams are due for a game where they win one and play much better. I think they'll do that this week. I think Seattle, no matter how talented they are, I think that Geno Smith, I think he will have a struggle. I think this defensive line of the Rams is due for a big game to surpass rush and sacking in the quarterback. And I think even though without Aaron Donald not being there, I think they'll still find a way to be there. So I think the Rams take this one some way, somehow, I think they get it done and you know, we'll be able to maybe stay in the win co- column for a little bit more. So you have that game going on. Um, just look at it. A few other ones I could mention. I think you have Dallas and Indianapolis taking, taking you know, you know, taking on each other and Dallas obviously is you know, finding their touch, they're obviously trying to push for OBJ, Prescott, the running game, the defense is, you know, they're, Dallas is playing well. Uh, the Colts are obviously in a tough spot. They just haven't had a whole lot of success in terms of pushing the ball. The running game has been spotty at best. Uh, just Saturday, obviously, did not manage things as well as he hoped to in that Monday Night Football game. Um, so, this could be a game that the Colts could keep it close early. But I don't see enough offense being put up by the Colts to, to hang with the Cowboys in this one. I think Dallas will end up winning that one. I think then the week cap off week thirteen, you have the uh, you have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are coming off a pretty surprising loss last week. Um, I think that you know, obviously the Saints have given Tom Brady, you know, a, you know, they give him a tough matchup. Every time they've played him this year or in previous seasons, uh, but I don't see the Saints' offense being good enough to to win this game. Their defense will show up, no doubt, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in that de- in that uh, that offense of the Saints. I think their defense will show up, offense not so much. I think that because of that, I think the Bucks get right, they fix it around a little bit, and they will end up winning the game, um, being the Saints at home in a much-needed game for their keep their season going and to, you know, remain in NFC South contention uh, towards the rest of the season. 